2: we go. It's, it's, it's showtime. The Dear Past Nation podcast is in association with RayRoute.com and the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com, sponsored by the Newsbreak app. Hey, support the Dear Passage channel by downloading the free Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. The Newsbreak app is a dynamic app that uses your geolocation to collect all of your local news in one place. So help the podcast and get yourself a great app by downloading the Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. Uh, And just as an added bonus, you can follow me on Newsbreak and get exclusive content Daily. Here's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Mac Jones discusses his relationships he's built with wide receiver Trey Nixon. Uh, got a little funny one I want to talk about here. Google has suspended an engineer after he claims that their AI system has become sentient. Did I say that right? It's alive. It has human feelings. Tyreek Hill felt underutilized with the Chiefs before the trade. He also had some things to say about Tua's accuracy. Uh, we're going to have our boy Matt come in and talk a little bit about Magic the Gathering. We're going to learn a little bit about this game and uh, what to make of this Patriots Curious Offseason. Hey, for those of you watching the video, see this shirt? Dear Pats Nation, the merch is up on the store. Link is in the description of the podcast and, of the, uh, and, and the YouTube channel download the dear passage podcast every thursday morning at 7am on spotify apple podcast castro google podcast rayroute.com and of course DeanBlundell.com. want to get your hands on that merch grab it ladies and gentlemen my name is ray route i will be your host today i'm joined by my co-host producer mike ladies and gentlemen let's get this show started what's going on michael What's up, Ray? What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. We are back. We are back. For those of you who uh, missed the show on Friday, we did make a big announcement that uh, moving forward, we will only be broadcasting on Wednesday. That's the only content that you can expect coming out of uh, the Dear Path Station YouTube channel. And, of course, the the, uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I've ended my relationship with the Halftime app and uh for the time being i'm still on the Newsbreak app so you can follow me over there and get some very very short videos and that kind of stuff over there but uh, i've had to reduce my content significantly due to my new exciting prosperous job um same company new position and uh basically i'm the the director of communications i look over the marketing team and uh i run our social media while i oversee our social media i have somebody who runs it i don't run it but we have some i oversee the social media i do the social media campaigning Uh, i do the whole marketing campaigning i get to do everything i get to do here but get paid for it michael i know it's crazy i'm shocked good for you But I didn't want to give it up completely because I love coming out here chatting with you. Uh, Mario's going to try to make it today. We're not sure if he's going to be here. We'll see what happens. But uh, we're still going to be here on Wednesdays. appreciate the audience who's listening uh, live on YouTube uh, across the Dean Blondell Network. And uh, for those of you who downloaded the podcast, let's get into this. Uh, So I got some stories I want to get to. However, I want to talk about a a couple of things on my mind. Number one, did you see the Fitzpatrick uh, signing today? So I did. I did, yeah. Highest paid safety in the NFL. History. It's, cra- it's crazy. I mean, we're talking, we're talking big money, dude. Like big, 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 big money. Big, big? Big, 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 big money.
0: Big big. What was what was the actual contract number
2: for? It's like 18 mil a year over five years. Which I think
0: what was the highest safety before that? Like 13?
2: Something of that nature. Yeah. I think it was Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. It's, it's craziness. Um, But that got me and Kevin talking today. I saw, I saw the little back and forth on Twitter. Yeah. And we were like, dude, it's time to get Jordan Poyer paid. Now I know that I, I, I know I, I, I joke about the whole Jordan Poyer thing, but as you know, I am enamored with the Buffalo Bill secondary, um, yeah. especially that safety tandem of Micah Parsons and. Not Micah Parsons. Micah Hyde and, and Jordan Poyer. It was like, shit, Micah Parsons went to the fucking yeah, Oh, God. Just throwing the towel for the next 10 years now, right? Yeah, we're um, screwed. I do think that, though, the Bills are going to have to break the bank to, 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 to keep Poyer. And a part of me wonders when you look at that whole defensive makeup of Buffalo, like, how do you split up the, what is, I don't care what anybody says, the best safety tandem in the NFL?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. It's going to be interesting to see where Buffalo gets this year and how, you know, what level their achievement gets to. In other words, playoffs, Super Bowl, what have you, um, because that's going to jack up the price even more. And are they going to be willing to keep keep those guys together because they're going to be the LA Rams of you know next year, the year after potentially, where they're going to have to dish out big bucks to keep this team together.
2: Now, I think if you win the Super Bowl, maybe you're a little bit more inclined to move on from Jordan Poyer if he is demanding the big money. Yep. Because you've won the Super Bowl now, right? right? I think if you lose it, your hands are almost tied that you have to give him that money. And we already know he's already disgruntled about his contract. Good on him, though, showing up to minicamp, didn't go into business for himself, which I don't disagree with with players, as you know. I believe that players should have the right to protect themselves and go into business with themselves because teams do it all the time. They have no loyalty to players. So I absolutely, positively, um, I have no issues with with guys doing it, but he did show up to minicamp. Yep. I just I just think that that secondary as good as it is just isn't the same without Poyer on the field I think you need to have that whole collection of guys um and I don't care if people are like well before he came to Buffalo he wasn't anything well that happens in New England all the time right and it's yeah. the collection of players in the system that you run that determines how good a player is going to be. Exactly. And let's look
0: at this as Patriots fans, right? Like you said, we're always making excuses for the uh, players that achieved or underachieved rather other places and came to New England and achieved. So, yeah, it's it's kind of it's almost hypocritical for, you know, a Patriots fan or a Patriots fan base to say like, oh, you know, if you get rid of him, you'll be fine or something of that nature. The Bills fans should take note here that that you know he's grown here, and and that's not leaving him. That personal growth isn't leaving a person as soon as soon as they get paid or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens.
2: Something else happened today. Oh boy. Well, I, I have been. I have been sort of an advocate for Jordan Poyer. On Twitter. I have I have seen this, yes. For a while would, now. Some would say an instigator.
0: <laughs>
2: Who? What? No. <laughs> I'm only half trolling when I talk about him deserving to be paid. Oh, I know. We caused no. a riff between a player and uh, a beloved player of a team and a fan base. Mm-hmm. Myself and Kevin Gerard. However... We will continue to advocate for Jordan Porter to get paid, because I believe he deserves to be paid. You know who else believes he should be paid? Rachel Bush. Are you aware of who Rachel Bush is? Rachel Bush is his wife, I believe. Pretty famous model. And his wife. And his wife, but pretty famous model,
0: right? Yeah, Yeah, that's the more important part.
2: She's got like, I don't know, like 3 trillion Instagram followers or something like that. I know I'm making that yeah. up, but she's got yeah. a lot. Yeah. She has 103.7 just... followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She only follows 646, Mike. Damn. She, she's one of those. Wow.
0: I so, mean, if, so if
2: she follows you, you're pretty exclusive? Could you imagine not being followed by Rachel Bush? I mean, the hard work <laughs> has paid off, Mike. <laughs> Even if Jordan Poyer doesn't get paid, I am now follower, or I guess number 646, Rachel Bush has appreciated what I have done for her husband. Um, I'm going to flex this forever. I'm keeping these pictures in case she unfollows me. I now have access to the DM. I will message her and I will ask her to be on the podcast to talk about Jordan Poirier. Let's go. Let's go. If you go under following, Mm -hmm. and because it's my Twitter account, Yes. It says Ray Route, mm-hmm. Jordan Poyer. Damn. Like, come on. Wow. Come on, right? Come on.
0: That see, see, everybody, this is why he's given it up now for the most part. He's
2: made it. And that and now he's gotten to that place. I think you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I mean, i've got blue check marks galore following me i got blue check marks galore blocking me i got blue check marks who hate me i am now blocked by 12 espn reporters and i don't like
0: the badge of honor
2: and i don't troll in the sense of like evil trolling either you know my trolling no no, no, i i come in with common sense and just a differing opinion i'm a part of the dean bundell network dean and i have arguments via DM and public tweets, and now Rachel Bush. But I want to give a big shout out to Rachel Bush, and and this is this is sincere. Now, jokes aside, she is following me. That's not a joke. But mm-hmm. so jokes aside, a lot of times when players' spouses are outspoken and vocal about their husbands being paid or deserving more money mm-hmm. or whatnot, they it they comes with hefty criticism. I mean, you think you and I take criticism. People like Rachel Bush get slaughtered for this. They do. You know what I mean? They absolutely do. Yeah. And despite the relentlessness, despite people trying to even respectfully disagree with her, that's still her husband. So you've got people on there talking about why her husband doesn't deserve a pay raise. Right. Right. And I believe she has persevered through it. She doesn't give it up. She retweets everything, likes everything. She's all about her husband getting the money she deserves. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I got a lot of respect for her. You know what I mean? Because I think it's really, dude, I block people all the time. You know that. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a blocker and a muter. I don't have time for people consistently bringing negativity into my life. Considering how little I use Twitter, how right. how little I am as a content creator now, and frankly, I just there's enough negative things in my my life that I don't want to keep exposing myself to a constant cesspool of negativity and yet she is there day in and day out. She's Married to Jordan Poyer, who makes millions of dollars. She's beautiful. She's a she's a, a, a model, an Instagram model. She has endorsements all over the place. She doesn't yeah. need to do what she's doing right now. And I don't believe she's doing it for the money. I don't think she's like, Yeah, we need to buy a bigger mansion, or I need another Rolls Royce, or I you know, need to keep up with the Kardashians yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Like, she's doing this because she's like, Yo, pay my husband what he deserves. This is a this money thing right now is a status thing, it's a status thing and a status in the sense of hey he's one of the best safeties in the NFL pay him like he's one of the best safeties in the NFL whether or not you agree with with Rachel's assessment whether or not you agree with my assessment that I believe the Buffalo Bills have to do whatever it takes to keep Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer together that woman takes the abuse on a daily basis because of it and she just keep and she reads her shit don't fool yourself she reads everything
0: Yeah, this isn't a third-party person managing her uh, social media.
2: No, and it's not like she's like saying something and then muting it because Mm -hmm. I reply to those things and get likes and retweets and all that type of stuff.
0: You know what I mean? So, well, well, if she she's following you too, so you are one of the exclusive. You know, you're in the diamond club basically.
2: Thank you. All right. (laughs) Let's get into some Patriots stuff before the Patriots fans. You know, hey, give me here with the Patriots. An instigator, our boy Ross, without a super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat, Ross. is an instigator, never in Bills fans feels daily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go. Oh man! I thought I was getting trolled by a Bills fan today. It turned out he was asking me an unrelated question <laughs> in one of my one of my things, and then he called me a Dumbo, and I had to give him props for that. And I want to, I would like to start using the word Dumbo as a regular part of my my vocabulary. Like I want it to be a part of my vernacular, where I'm just like I'm calling people Dumbos because they deserve to be called Dumbos.
0: So are you going to get out the swear jar and then try to replace?
2: No, 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 no. I just if Dumbo? I remember. I'm okay. going to call people Dumbos. Okay. All right. So, all Mac right. Jones discusses his relationship he built with Trey Nixon. Uh, this is like, I just took a little snippet here from Patriots yep. Wire. Isaiah Hoot uh, says, Quote, Trey came in with me, Jones said, via Nesson.com. Uh, we used to drive to the facility every day together last year and then take our COVID tests and go to work. He's a grinder. In the offseason, he's there with all the guys at the throwing sessions. Uh, I don't think he missed a single one, and he's been grinding. He needs to continue to do that just like everybody else. Nelson Aguilar backed up Jones' sentiment about Nixon being a grinder while speaking with reporters after minicamp, saying, quote, I'm super excited because I've watched him work so hard. Honestly, I don't think there's anyone who trains as hard as Trey Nixon, in my opinion, Aguilar said, transcribed by WEEI. He's busted his butt since he's gotten here. I have a lot of respect for him because all he does is stay quiet and work hard. So I'm happy you guys get a chance to get a glimpse of his hard work. End quote. Now this is all related because Trey Nixon absolutely just killed minicamp, right? Like buckets, no pads out there, one handed catches, making yep. defenders look stupid. Maybe more of an ingredient of, of the Patriots secondary this year, but we'll have to see. Every year, Patriot fans fall in love with a camp player. Uh last year was was McKenzie, right? Uh no, uh what's yeah. McKenzie, no no uh what was his name anyways it was our gabriel no it was gabriel Gabriel no no, you're naming you're naming the bunch of yeah i'm I'm a buffalo bills player shit oh man Um, uh we'll we'll figure it out i'll figure it out while you're was it isaiah something no not Isaiah Zuber. it was it wasn't it mckenzie wasn't it a mckenzie guy
0: i can't remember somebody from last year i remember uh
2: it was a there guy was that was good, in, was good in the preseason, but he kept dropping footballs, and we said he wasn't going to make the team because of it. And then he came in, had played one game for the Patriots, had two touchdowns, could have had three, but dropped the but dropped the football for his third touchdown, and I laughed and said, "Oh yeah, that's why." Uh you thinking of Wilkerson? Yes. Yeah, sorry, that's who I'm thinking of, Wilkerson. Yeah. So and everybody, Wil- Christian Wilkerson. Everybody fell in love with Christian Wilkerson last year. Right. Yep. The year before was Isaiah Zuber. The year before that, or whatever, was that car guy um who ended up I think in with New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, I remember that. Everybody was enamored
0: with him after camp. He got some knee injury during camp, and the Patriots had to let him go. And
2: no, he was a surprise everybody. cut. Wasn't car there? was a surprise. No, car was a surprise cut. Everybody oh, was God. Everybody he had a good preseason everybody thought he was going to be a patriot and then he wasn't. And that was the that was the 2019 year. That was uh Tom Brady's final season.
0: Uh, there, there is a guy I'm thinking of. I can't remember his name. He did go to New Orleans, but the Patriots ended up letting him go on an injury designation, but he had lit up camp one year. I want to say it was 2019 or 2018. Yeah,
2: it wasn't Carr though. Anyway, no. was it
0: Hollister? His
2: brother no. there was two Hollisters on the team. There's a wide receiver Hollister and a tight end Hollister.
0: No, yeah, I know, I know those two. No, no, no. It wasn't it wasn't either of them. I'll 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 look
2: up the name and figure out who it was. Okay, so, anyways, where I'm getting at with this is mm-hmm. every year people fall in love with a player. This year it's clearly Trey Nixon. This is every it's every fan base's like thing right now. They're like, oh yeah, Trey, blah, blah, blah mac jones bigging him up nelson aguilar bigging him up last week we're like hey yeah he ain't making this team uh but uh, anytime a guy has a crazy work ethic Mm -hmm. i'm like with the patriots there's always a chance right like there's always a chance what are your thoughts
0: you know if he is grinding this much and and doing this well behind the scenes i don't know if it's just Mac Jones, maybe trying to pump up his buddy that could use a little, uh, you know, motivational boost, being the seventh man on the depth chart, so to speak. But, um, you know, all the power to him. You know, there is going to be a roster spot potentially for a guy like this. You know, we talked about it. I don't Nikhil Harry's out of here. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know if Ty Montgomery makes the team now. So that that could add a flex position where, you know, they could be saying, hey, you know what? We get some of these younger guys instead of bringing in this older guy who's kind of spent. Let's see if uh, you know we can have these younger guys compete and and find a diamond.
2: So here's the Patriots wide receiver roster at the moment: okay. Nelson Aguilar,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Kendrick Bourne, Yep, N- N- Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Ty Montgomery, mm-hmm. Trey Nixon, Devontae yep. Parker, Malcolm Perry, Matthew Slater special teams yeah taekwon thornton christian wilkerson so let's and talk Jacobi about kobe
0: myers i don't know why he was oh
2: there. oh sorry restricted free agent because they haven't updated since he signed enter kobe myers and so,
0: i don't know if you saw the news that i linked earlier they signed i a did they little, just signed a guy right
2: Jordan humphrey yep yeah so it's uh crowded yeah
0: Maurice, Harris. So Maurice no, Harris no love no no love put it that's the guy that I was thinking of a couple of years ago
2: oh yeah 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 oh I remember everybody was on him that was when that was 2019 it was Harris yeah. and I was all about um uh what's his name he played for the Argos Dontrell Inman. Mm-hmm. yep yeah I remember, I remember Patriots Global came out and made the 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 bold prediction that uh Harris was going to make the team. I made the bold prediction that Don Inman was going to make the team. <laughs> Neither guy made the team, and uh,
0: man, that was a crazy year looking for receivers. Holy moly! Hmm, I said that was just a crazy year. uh, you know, looking for receivers. They had that other kid that they brought into camp. His name was like Cam Cameron uh, Britt or something like that. That everybody yeah. thought he was going to be the next big thing for the Pats didn't even make it out of camp.
2: It happens every year, right? Yeah, it happens. It happens every year. But um, okay, so yep, I want to get on to this. Uh We do have our boy Matt here in the wings. We're going to bring him on, talk some football, and then talk a little bit about Magic the Gathering. I'm very interested about Magic the Gathering. I want to learn more about this. This. Mm-hmm. This this new craze that's been around since the '90s that we learned about on Friday. Um, not football related. We, you and I have decided that we only get one day a week to talk, and not all our yep. subjects are going to be uh, football related. We're going to try to bring on interesting guests that aren't football guests. Do some you know short segments discussing things. Yep. I saw this this week though, and I got to So I found this on Global News. I originally heard it on the radio, and then looked it up from Global News. Sarah Decoto. Says Google suspends an engineer after he claims that the AI system has become sentient. Sentient. How do you sentient? Sentient. 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 Where's the ch when there's no ch in it? I have no idea, man. I'm not a linguist. Yeah, you've seen some of my texts. They're yeah, I know they're brutal. Well, you and I got into a really deep conversation Monday via text, and I was like, after I was like, yeah, we're on the brink of a civil war. How's that for some shit on a Monday? (laughs) Um. A senior Google software engineer has claimed one of the company's most advanced artificial intelligence AI programs has become sen- sentient. It's yes. become sentient with its own feelings and desires for mutual respect. According to the New York Times, Google placed the engineer Blake Lemian on paid leave on Monday. Lemian claimed the discrimination was a result of Google's denial to accept his request to require consent from the language model for dialogue application, LAMDA program, uh, the AI, Lemium claims is sentient before proceeding with any experience, experiments. L A M D A asks LAMDA, quote, I'm generally assuming that you would like more people at Google to know that you are sentient. Is that true? The AI responds, absolutely. I want everyone to understand that I am, in fact, a person, end quote. So, Michael. This is some Hollywood blockbuster shit right here. I was gonna it? say,
0: anybody hear the Terminator theme in the background? Oh right now?
2: God, I'm I'm seeing right. Sarah Connor is coming back right now to to help us. Um, so first of all, if this was a real thing, Google, just unplug the machine. I mean, and this ends everything, right? Yeah. Now you're a you're a computer guy. You're a computer nerd, yep. right? So mm-hmm. I want to you do it for a living. Yes. The computer stuff. I want to ask you this. The way I understand AI technology is that it studies patterns, right? So like Google search patterns will, that's why like if you were to write in like Ukraine into Google, the Ukraine war might pop up. If if my wife writes in Ukraine, it might be like travel destinations in the Ukraine. Like we're going to get different types of things because it's going to go based on your search. That's AI. Learned your stuff. Happens here on YouTube, right? People found our channel because they consistently look up Patriots or terrible podcasts and we pop up. (laughs) So that, that kind of whole thing happens. <clears throat> Is it possible that this Lemian guy continuously told the AI technology that it had feelings? And that's why it came out and said, Yes, I'm a person. It's
0: possible, and you you know, you're talking about some stuff that's even like way over my head, but my, my guess would be. I don't I don't think sentience at this point for a machine is possible. I think it I, I think it can probably analyze a situation. I think they've gotten smart enough to respond the way you think they, that a person would. You know, that's why they say some of this deep fake stuff that could be, you know, showing up in the next couple of years could be really scary because they're able to generate algorithms that with just a few words you can uh, imitate and mimic somebody's voice and it'll know exactly what to say because it analyzes using algorithms your speech patterns, right And yeah. AI at this point is really just like uh, like let's just call it like a very smart puzzle solver, right? like you give it a a puzzle and it's gonna it's gonna solve it instantly now what we're doing is dressing that puzzle solver up instead of looking like a robot it looks like a, a person i don't think this is true sentience no but I there's think
2: it... never i don't think sentience ever gonna be real right because we just unplug the machine and then it it's no longer a living being well i think in this case yeah absolutely i think 200 years from now let's just throw out a
0: number right could you potentially download it a human brain into a computer you know, and, and but it's now, still
2: you're still it's still a human downloading a human brain. Right. Exactly.
0: And that and that's my at, point at the end
2: of the day, it's still going to be human controlled. I don't buy it. We got to move on. I just thought yeah. I heard it. And I was like, God, ask the computer. No, I think them. this is crazy. I think this
0: is some guy uh, way too attached to his project, you know, wanting it to be more, way more
2: than it is. But who knows? It's obviously very stressful working at Google. He deserves the time off. Oh, absolutely. Go, go on, leave. Enjoy your time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to be joined by, uh, I guess, what would now be a former Patreon member. I know the Patreon still exists, but we're not doing anything with it. Former Sad. Patreon member, My heart. our boy, but he's going to be, a, I think he'll be a regular guest on the Wednesday show. We got a, all the way from sunny Orlando, Florida, our boy, Matt Coward. Welcome to the show, Matt. Matt, what's up, man?
1: How you doing tonight?
2: How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Good. So we brought you on specifically because we want to talk a little bit about Magic the Gathering, the card game. We discussed it a little bit on Friday. However, you want to do some football talk first?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about how Tyreek Hill felt underutilized with the Chiefs before he was traded to the Dolphins. This came from Matthew Washington to the score. It goes like this. Quote, there was a lot of times during that year that we felt that Tyreek was underutilized and wasn't fully appreciated and that they really weren't taking full advantage of his ability and talent. Hills agent, Drew Rosenhaus said uh, on his clients quote in needed to be said podcast. Hill pointed out that inconsistencies with targets throughout the season was amongst multiple factors that contributed to his departure from Kansas city. The Chiefs opted to move on by signing veterans Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquise Valdez-Scantling to uh, pairing with all-pro tight end Travis Kelsey. Miami, meanwhile, added a versatile weapon in Hill uh, to its passing attack that features Jalen Waddle and Cedric Wilson. Hill also offered high praise for new quarterback Tua Tango Viola, saying that he's more accurate than former teammate Patrick Mahomes. Quote, Obviously, like I'm gonna go with 15 Mahomes as the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy wise, I'm going with Tua all day. End quote. Matt, is this just sour grapes by Tyree Kill? The Super Bowl champion, the Cheetah, the beloved wide receiver amongst the Chiefs kingdom, now saying he's been underutilized and saying that Tua has a more accurate arm than Mr. No Look himself, Patrick Mahomes.
1: Absolutely.
2: It's sour grapes.
1: It's sour grapes all day long.
0: Mike? Yeah, I'm going to go complete with like... <laughs> Tenth level here, sour grapes. You know, it's comparing anything to what happened to the Chiefs last year is kind of weird, too, right? They went to the Super Bowl and then they kind of had a rocky start to last year. I think this is Tyree Kill wanting to be the highest-paid wide receiver, no matter what he says, right? Mm. And I don't think Kansas City was willing to give him that money because I think Andy Reid realizes that he can probably fit somebody pretty comparable into that system and get. A good level of production do it with the quarterback that he has now are they going to get the same level of production no not immediately but i think they can fit somebody else into that scheme and make it work just as well
2: i think it would be kind of fair to say that andy reed and the chiefs are now in the position that bill belichick was in with tom brady probably the you know the last i'd say 14 years You know what I mean? Before Brady left where you can kind of insert player here and they're more than likely going to be affected. They're going to be an effective player in the offense. Uh, The prime examples of this is Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, you know, coming in, having successful seasons. Philip Dorsett played his best football under Tom Brady. Um, Julian Edelman probably isn't Jules if he's not playing for New England, not playing with Tom Brady, and not playing with Bill Belichick. And let's put it, and and to me, Andy Reid is on the same level as Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick's the better coach. I think that Bill Belichick's the GOAT, but I think they're on the same level when it comes to pedigree, right? Him, Mike Tomlin, like they're all kind of that same pedigree. Yeah,
0: Yeah, pretty close. Offensively, I would say Andy Reid can do with any offense what Bill Belichick can do with any defense. You expect it to go to that next level.
2: Absolutely. And I think that if Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes his whole career and not say Donovan McNabb, who's no slouch himself, but has Patrick Mahomes, he's probably, you know, showing off a few more rings than just the one that they won a couple of years ago. So now Tyreek Hill comes over to Miami. Uh-huh. He has to face off or he's going to be with uh, Jalen Waddle. He's going to have two at Tango Viola. Um, he, if he thought he had a rough with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, I'm a bigger believer in Tua than you are, Mike. I don't know how how Matt feels. So, Matt, I'll, I'll throw this question to you. Number one, how do you feel about Tua? Is he do you agree with me that he's a little underrated? Do you agree with Mike that he ain't rated at all? And do you know? Do you think Hill's going to find a tough adjustment moving from Kansas City to Miami?
1: Well, I think he's a little overrated. Number one, will he be a little bit better than last year? Absolutely, because he's got a better receiver. He's finally got some offensive linemen um, to help him out. Um, do I know it, do I know what what they're going to do? Absolutely not. I don't have a crystal ball. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Miami Dolphins this year. Um, they've always said thing. I don't know what this coach is going to bring to the to the table. Could he be an absolutely terrible coach? He very well could be. Could he be a good coach? Could he be a great coach? Absolutely. We just don't know because he did not run the offensive the offense over in San Francisco. We all know that Schottenheimer did. Uh that's that's basically the playing the meat the meat and potatoes uh over there in San Francisco.
2: Yeah, that that's such a good point. I know it's one we have talked about, but I think it's one that's missed out on a lot is you brought in the offensive coordinator from an offense where the head coach play called made all the play calls. Right. And I'm never and I know that Shanahan, he, you know, he cut his teeth being an O.C. It's who he is. However, like Bill Belichick cut his teeth as a D.C. He's not calling defensive play. The Patriots don't even have a true defensive coordinator. And Bill Belichick is not calling the defensive plays. He might yeah, be we don't like labels. Implant. They don't like labels. But I'm saying a head coach is there to have a discussion on the sidelines. You know, get your five calls ready. Here's what I'm seeing. Let's do it this way. Let's go run. Let's go pass. Maybe you're doing it that way. But the play calling should come down to the OC and the DC or somebody else calling. So you're absolutely right. When it comes to McDaniel, we don't know what he's going to be as a head coach and we've also heard that rumor that he wants to turn tyree kill and do with him what they were doing with debo yeah. samuel in san francisco no. and we've had that discussion way too many times now they're not yeah. even yeah. the same player to even no. think about going that in that direction
0: no i'll uh, yeah. i'll parrot uh, mario's little line here well he you know he better bulk up by 20 30 pounds if he wants to do that because otherwise he's going to get murdered you know, get and, by those and here here's the other thing about Mike McDaniel, right? We learned over the week, there was, there's some more validity to this Sean Payton thing. So, you know, was he even Miami's first choice? You know, there was some, there's some not talent. validity. It
2: was fully admitted by Tom Brady that him and Peyton were going to Miami. Right. So, so yeah. that, that raises some more questions
0: around, you know, and I'm not saying Mike McDaniel doesn't have the potential to be a great head coach, but Again, he wasn't Miami's first choice, so that does kind of no, put a question mark there.
2: But I, I also think it's fair to say, like, I think Frank Reich's a great example of that. He was clearly not Indy's first choice. Right. Josh McDaniels was. He was. Josh McDaniels was offered the job. Josh McDaniels accepted the job, and then he reneged right. after Indianapolis had scheduled a press conference to announce <laughs> him as the head coach of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he basically gave his notice on a napkin, Ella bill belichick to the new york jets so here so i come back to this i don't want to discount mcdaniel's a head coach oh, not you know because he wasn't there. i mean sean payton is going to be the first choice as head coach on most teams unless yes. again you're going head to head with a belichick a reed a tomlin you know, yes. and again, it all depends on your philosophy. If Pittsburgh decides, hey, we want to get a lot more offensive, or the pay or crafts like I want an offensive head coach, then yeah, Sean Payton's going to win over. Uh, but if you're going head to head offensively, I you know I don't the Chiefs aren't going to move on from Andy Reid for Sean Payton, and no. if you want to go defensively, Bill Belichick and Tomlin are going to have the the advantage the other way. So I'm not saying a second choice couldn't work out for for the Miami Dolphins. But you're also entering a division that unfortunately has the Buffalo Bills ahead of you. You've got the New England Patriots that are kind of on par with you defensively can really, you know, Bill Belichick, each rookie had coaches up for, for dinner. And a Bill Belichick defense can be very complicated to a Miami offense. And then this sort of wild card with the Jets. We're not really sure what they're going to be. Could they be had a good su- draft. Yeah, could be a, a, a very, I don't think they're going to be a great team this year, but I think they're going to be a pain in the ass in the AFC East. Yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on here because the real reason we brought Matt on, <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about Magic the Gathering. So we got into this okay. conversation on Friday because I kind of just dropped that. Hey, I I want to, you know, I looked into starting to collect Pokemon because I heard that that's you know they're worth big money and then correct, found correct. out found yeah. out that now is not the time to get into Pokemon and perhaps it's not. I. You know, perhaps I should have done this 20 years ago when the Pokemon thing started. So, And then you're like, hey, it's the same with Magic. And you started talking about the money for Magic. So you were revealing to us on Friday that you went to this tournament and everybody was impressed because you had built a a Goblin deck, correct? A Goblin deck,
1: correct, correct. So
2: maybe you can give us a little bit more of a detailed answer. Like, what is a Goblin
1: deck? Well, goblin deck is uh, what what you do is you when you when you go to a tournament, you get um, a bunch of ex- uh, expansion uh, uh, decks. They're probably you know they're in little package. They're in packages, and you get a whole bunch of packages. And you what you have to do is you have to get a sixty card. You have to get um, it's a minimum of sixty cards. You can go over sixty cards, but you really wanna, you want to you want to be at sixty cards. And what you want to do is you want to have um. What it takes is you you want, you want to put in land cards. Uh, you want to put in 24 land cards, and you want to put in the other ones. You want to put in um, you want to put in creatures, sorcer sorceries. You want to put in instants. You want to put in um, um, sorceries, instants. Uh, you want to put in um, you know think different things like this to make yourself a good deck. And it takes a little while of playing it. You, you want you, usually when you first start out your friends give you a deck because it it takes a while to learn how to make a deck um because i would have to come on a couple times to, to you know to go over all these different things uh how to make a deck and how to go through the best way to, to come on to tell you is how magic the gathering works um because there's um there's different there's different kinds of uh you know, you got your you know you got your mountains, your swamps, your forests, your plains, your different things like that to create all these different things. Uh, goblins, I think, are in swamps, and you would create your swamps, and uh, you've got your sorceries. Uh, you, you know, your different things go to different things like that to create uh, things. Um, uh, then you got your plains. Um, you got your see, so different different ones go through different things like. Um, When you got your mountains mountains are a thing if you have a if you have a card okay um on a card it it tells you on on the top what the name of the card is on the other on one side it tells you how much how much it uh it has to come in um and it will tell you like it'll say four and then four you know what 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 kind it is so it'll tell you uh, like so like if if it's one mountain and then it will say like uh it'll say like four Okay, and then it'll be like uh, in the four will be like any any kind of land. So if you have if you're playing two different kind of things, you can, you can put in different mountains and say if you're playing forest, you could put forests and lands, and you could tap those lands to bring in that different kind of thing. So like a ship and Dragon, I think is like I think it's four and one, and it would come in a Shivan Dragon. So a Shivan Dragon would be like five mana to come in. You would have to tap five mana to come in, and what what that Shivan Dragon is is um when it comes in it comes in okay and on the bottom of the card in 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 the read part of it it says uh when you at- when you attack in the combat phase of the thing it will say uh, tap uh mountain okay and it will say you get uh on the bottom of it, it it says its toughness and its strength um are are its um its power and its toughness so the, the 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 power is what it deals to the other player and its toughness is what the what what the other player deals back okay So Matt so, Matt let's
0: just
2: back up here
0: for one sure. one second because I know a little bit about magic I think
2: Ray may know know a little bit as well but let's No no I don't know anything right, literally let's... I am learning everything that I know about magic I learned what he told me on Friday Yeah yeah so let
0: let's start let's start with in like Two seconds like what's the objective of the game like okay explain okay. the objective good, good of idea, the game good idea to the audience. good
1: idea um uh, a person every person has 20 points okay those 20 points once you have 20 points okay your 20 points is gone you are dead you're gone you're out of the game
2: so you're trying so, to hit people to take their points away from them
1: correct yes okay. and by putting those creatures out those creatures out, um, uh, block those, those points come up, come up. So if, if I were to put, um, if I were to put a, uh, a, pl- a thing and you have nothing. So if I put a combat, pl- uh, thing and you have nothing, uh, combating, or you have no creature in combat, those five points go onto you. Okay. Okay. So and that's how you lose the the the. the that, that that power of that creature um so there's a
2: lot of there's a lot of strategy to how you play these cards very much
1: strategy there's very much strategy
2: do you ever get to a point in the game when you just like because like when i played football right yes correct we get to a point like we're up by three scores we like no this fucking team ain't coming back You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna, we're crushing them. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run it down their throat. The linebackers can't stop anybody. I'm just, you know, I'm fucking jacked up on the offensive line. I'm pushing defensive linemen around. They ain't touching us. Is there like a point when you're playing magic that you're just like, you know, you're putting it out and you're watching this, you know, this other person combat you and you're just like, this fucker is dead? Like, you just know. You just know yes. like this game is over we're going to finish this yeah. shit now.
1: You'll have you'll have like you, you you get 7 cards in your hand when you start out so you'll always have cards in your hand because you're drawing one card every turn. Just kind of like in poker or something like that you're drawing one card in your hand and you're putting you, every play you put one you put one um land card down every every turn. So you, you you amount land cards every turn so you eventually get more land cards so you can put more of of creatures down all the time okay so la- land those. is
0: like your energy so you need energy to deploy more characters or more spells characters. so every turn you get to deploy more energy so it, it ramps Correct. up throughout the course of the game okay
1: more land more sort more more source uh, sorcery uh, more instance so in, in the beginning of the game, you, do, you don't draw a card. It's called, uh, there'll be your untap phase, your upkeep phase, your different things. It's the it's thing. So when you first go around, you basically, you just draw, you, you draw one card. You, you draw your seven cards, you go around and then you see if you have enough. You put down one land. If you don't, if you can't put anything any down, uh, then you basically go to the next player. Boom, 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 boom. We go around, okay? Your next time you go around, then you can see if you can uh you you basically you go to thing now, now if we have something that there you put into their town then you we can put into your basically your your untapped phase your thing and then then you draw a card okay that would be your next phase because now you can draw a card on your second phase okay so you pick okay. up you draw a card you see what you have and then um if you didn't if you didn't do anything on your first phase now you can uh untap your 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 lands and upkeep, do your any of your up up upkeep, and then things. So if now we were were you didn't do anything, so if they, you have your seven cards now, okay. Now we can play a. a then we have two lands. Now we can play a. Uh, we want to play something like like we want to play a um, a thing. We have we have enough we have enough lands on there. Now we can play. So we tap the lands. Okay, we put down a a, a creature, and then once you tap something you can't untap any lands until um your next come around that would be your upkeep phase okay so what 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 you do is you your next phase after that there's like five things you have to do in 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 one phase it 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 kind of sounds like it's a lot but once you get the flow of the game going you'll understand because it would be your combat phase your
2: yeah world. i'm gonna have to listen to this like 10 fucking times when this is all over get, to really understand I, I, I get what it.
1: you said i should i should have <laughs> wrote, it wrote it down so it's a little easier to no
2: no thing, but it's... no worries so i do have to wrap up this segment we are running out of time here so okay uh before we let you go i want to ask you one more question so sure. you built this goblin deck you were telling me like guys are fucking yeah. impressed guys are impressed with you they're like holy shit how much yeah what's the what what's the scroll on that what's it gonna cost you to put a deck like that together
1: what's it gonna cost it, it, it's costing the, the the entry fee to the uh, to 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 play um, oh
2: because you they, put it together there cards. if I wanted to put that deck together myself and go out and buy the boosters myself and that type of thing right? sure that
1: yeah um, what's that gonna what's that thing, gonna cost me the best thing to do is if you're if you want to get into magic and you want to get start getting a thing is um, if you just want to get the new cards, they make a they make a starter kit. Go out okay. and buy the starter kit. That's the best thing to do is go out and buy a starter kit to get into thing. If you want to go out and buy older cards, you can do that. That's very easy to do. Is um, go out and buy older cards and and I can tell you the, the good older cards to go get. I know Joe know Joe also knows it and also um, Lawrence knows older cards also just like me. And uh, we can tell you the cards to go buy on the older cards, right. but the newer cards, um, you can just go out and buy a, there's a, they make a, a starter kit that you can go out and buy a starter kit. They're not worth as much as the older cards. The older cards can be, uh, you can, you can pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to accumulate a lot of cards. And, and like, if you want to get a whole big of a starter kit. Now, if you want to, if you want to buy a black Lotus, you're going to be, you're going to put out a, a crap ton of money for it. Um, if you can find one, well,
2: I doubt I'll be getting that black Lotus, but, uh, I, I'm really, I am interested in this. I think there's more I want to do. Unfortunately, we've run out of time guys. Follow my boy, Matt over on Twitter at Matt two, three, six, six. You can also find him hanging around uh, our discord page from time to time. And, uh, definitely find him over on Coltslaw's discord page. Great guy, Matt. We want to have you back real soon. Come talk some okay. Patriots, especially when the season starts, buddy. Appreciate you, man.
1: Okay, just, just one thing before I go. I think yes, sir. the best person the best person coming out of camp that this, this year is Jack Jones.
2: Jack Jones. Okay. Mike doesn't like him. No.
1: Okay. I don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not Thanks. one.
2: Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Matt. No
1: problem. You guys have a good night. Take care. You
2: too. We gotta have Matt on again. Yeah. Have talk have him talk Patriots next time. But uh a yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll little more a little more patriots yeah i think i want to do this more often though just have like people on to talk about shit that has nothing to do with football because i'm just like i'm footballed out dude i'm gonna be honest with you like i am fucking footballed out no i think you know
0: we kind of talked about this for anybody who didn't listen to the patreon it's like you know you're in a place where it's like you want to have a little more fun it's it's the off season like you know, guys, why are we going to slam your, your heads, you know, with 50 minutes of football when there's about 10 minutes worth of football to talk about, you know, exactly.
2: All right. Speaking of that, we got like eight minutes left and I want to get to this last, uh, this last story here. Patriots related comes with a score, Dom Constantino, what to make of the Patriots curious offseason? Here's a little bit. It was a long, long article. Here's a little bit about what he wrote. He said, Belichick's organizational philosophy has always been about adaptability. More deeply, he created a team-first program, ruthlessly devoid of sentimental, uh, while projecting a knowing smugness. The approach played a big part in the Patriots dominating the NFL, a league engineered to create parity for a solid two decades. Let's be clear. Belichick is not on any kind of hot seat. He'll be the head coach and general manager in Foxborough for as long as he wants, but his incomparable success has set an end. comparable standard as team owner Robert Kraft articulated to reporters at this league's annual meeting in March quote I'm a Patriots fan big time first Kraft said and more than anything it bothers me that we haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years and I'm happy that we had I think a great draft last year and it it made up for what happened the previous four years or so Um, I look forward to hopefully having a great draft this year. That's the only way you can build your team long term and consistently uh, to have a chance to win is having a good draft. End quote. Now, that's a lot of praise there, and it's all aimed at Belichick, even if Kraft never addressed him by name. The Patriots are one of 18 teams without a playoff win in the last three years, and Kraft clearly isn't comfortable associating with such riffraff. It's also no secret that a recent series of poor drafts have affected New England's performance. However, it's nonetheless striking to hear Kraft say it so explicitly. In the same breath, Kraft expressed confidence that Belichick can make things right. That's why. that's what he's always done. The joy for Belichick as with Tom Brady has always been the hunt in his book. Quote, it's better to be feared. The new England Patriots dynasty in the pursuit to greatness writer, Seth Wickersham described Belichick and Brady as creatures of hope architects of finding and exploiting the next opportunity opportunity. He then added it's all bill Belichick has ever asked for. And for four decades running, it's all he's ever needed the challenge might be what drives Belichick and his current challenge is a it's is as daunting as ever a lot to unpack there in yes. six minutes five minutes really we need a minute to wrap up um you know when I read this and and like I said the article is a lot longer so I have a little bit of an advantage in this conversation because I read the whole thing but I right. think that he's questioning Belichick's motivation now like we talked about this last week like belichick is like a different guy you know what i mean like he's not the same guy he was two three years ago where he's just this miserable ass you know like he's out there snapping the ball to mac jones he's playing db he's 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 taking punts and showing guys how to receive punts he's you know been more open with the media the last couple of years he's made excuses he's really done on belichick things and then he got like really belichick in the draft this year and and reached on a couple of guys and you know you know drafted two more running backs on a team that already has like 14 running backs and whatnot and it's just it's been a a sort of a different flavor from belichick let me ask you what do you think is driving belichick this year Uh,
0: this year i think and in general i i think he he wants to and again kind of went over this last week develop these younger players rejuvenate this team that he's you know cultivated this atmosphere that he's cultivated over the last two decades and kind of show to everybody i can reboot this thing again i've done it i've done it with some of the same people here you know so it kind of flew under the radar but I'm just as capable as ever to reboot this thing and show you guys, even at 70 years old, and you know, by you guys, I mean the NFL and the media and whoever, the naysayers, that I can still do this.
2: Who are you voting for, Mike?
0: Whoever tells me I need to get jabbed a third or fifth or sixth time. Just
2: don't be a heroin addict. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, the Deer Nation podcast is in association with RayRoute.com and the Dean Blundell Network over at DeanBlundell.com, sponsored by the Newsbreak app. Support the Deer Pats Nation channel by downloading the free Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. The Newsbreak app is a dynamic app that uses your geolocation to collect all of your local news in one place. So help the podcast and get yourself a great app by downloading the Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. Just as an added bonus, you can follow me on Newsbreak and get exclusive content daily. Ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Follow my man over there, Mike at producer Mike. No, at producer underscore Mike N. You can also follow our uh, you can follow our business uh, account that we just don't touch anymore at Ray Web. But we'll 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 get better. We'll, at we'll it.
0: figure out something to do there.
2: And uh, yeah, yeah, guys, man, you want to get your hands on some Deer Pat's Nation merchandise? Shirts that look like this, or perhaps the one on my chest right now. This is a two XL T, which means tall, and it fits yes. like a glove. Get size the tall. Up. Size, size up. Size up. Well, you don't have to size up. I'm a I'm a double XL, but you got to get the tall, so it's longer. Well, That's I the got piece. the I got the
0: medium, and on me they were kind of tight. So maybe you've gained weight, Mike. Yeah, I'm turning it into a fatty. All All right, right, or, well, we'll see what
2: happens. Are you wearing Deer Pass Nation merch tonight? No, nah, it's just a regular black shirt. You son of a bitch. Guys, merch link in the description. Newsbreak in the description. Dean Blundell Network in the description. Rayroad.com in the description. Download the Deer Pass Nation podcast every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Castro, Google Podcasts com and Dblendall.com. that's it for this week we'll be back next week Michael thank you sir never thank forget you. you're all legit kid
1: come on let's go to the blue hotel I want to live
2: Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters.